0: Chapter 36 of An Essay in Character, appended to In Flanders Fields and Other Poems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. An Essay in Character by Andrew MacPhail. Chapter 6 Children and Animals. Through all his life and through all his letters, dogs and children followed him as shadows follow men. To walk in the streets with him was a slow procession. Every dog and every child one met must be spoken to and each made answer throughout the later letters the names bonfire and Bonneau occur continually bonfire was his horse and Bonneau his dog this horse an irish hunter was given to him by john l todd it was wounded twice and now lives in honorable retirement at a secret place which need not be disclosed to the army authorities one officer who had visited the hospital writes of seeing him going about the wards with beneau and a small french child following after in memory of his love for animals and children the following extracts will serve you ask if the wee fellow has a name mike mostly as a term of affection he has found a cupboard in one ward in which oakum is stored and he loves to steal in there and pick oakum amusing himself as long as he is permitted i hold that this indicates convict ancestry to which mike makes no defence the family is very well even one-eyed mike is able to go round the yard in his dressing-gown so to speak he is a queer pathetic little beast and madame has him hospitalized on the bottom shelf of the sideboard in the living room whence he comes down six inches to the floor to greet me then gravely herpes back the hind legs looking very pathetic as he hops in but he is full of spirit and is doing very well as to the animals those poor voiceless creatures say you i wish you could hear them Bonneau and mike are a perfect dignity and impudence, and both vocal to a wonderful degree mike's face is exactly like the terrier in the old picture and he sits up and gives his paw just like Beno. and i never saw him have any instruction and as for voice i wish you could hear bonfire's wicker to me in the stables or elsewhere he is all but talk There is one ward-door that he tries whenever we pass. He turns his head around, looks into the door, and waits. The sisters in the ward have changed frequently, but all alike fall for it, as they say, and produce a biscuit or some such dainty which Bonfire takes with much gravity and gentleness. Should I chide him for being too eager and give him my hand, saying, Gentle now, He mumbles with his lips, and licks with his tongue, like a dog to show how gentle he can be when he tries. Truly a great boy is that same. On this subject I am like a doting grandmother, but forgive it. I have a very deep affection for Bonfire, for we have been through so much together, and some of it bad enough. All the hard spots to which one's memory turn, the old fellow has shared though he says so little about it this love of animals was no vagrant mood fifteen years before in south africa he wrote in his diary under date of september eleventh nineteen hundred i wish i could introduce you to the dogs of the force the genus dog here is essentially sociable and it is a great pleasure to have them about i think i have a personal acquaintance with them all there are pups dolly whom i always know by her one black and one white eyebrow grit and tory two smaller gentlemen about the size of a pound of butter and fighters one small white gentleman who rides on a horse on the blanket kitty the monkey also rides the off lead of the forge wagon there is a black almond-eyed person belonging to the royal scots who begins to twist as far as i can see her and comes up in long curves extremely genially a small shaggy chap who belongs to the royal irish stands upon his hind legs and spars with his front feet and lots of others every one of them a soldier and a man the royal scots have a monkey jenny who goes around always trailing a sack in her hand into which she creeps if necessary to obtain shelter the other day old jack my horse was bitten by his next neighbor he turned slowly eyed his opponent shifted his rope so that he had a little more room turned very deliberately and planted both heels in the offender's stomach he will not be run upon from a time still further back comes a note in like a strain in eighteen ninety eight he was house physician in a children's hospital at mount airy maryland when he wrote a kitten has taken up with a poor cripple dying of muscular atrophy who cannot move it stays with him all the time and sleeps most of the day in his straw hat to-night i saw the kitten curled up under the bedclothes it seems as if he were a gift of providence that the little creature should attach itself to the child who needs it most of another child THE DAY SHE DIED, SHE CALLED FOR ME ALL DAY, DEPOSED THE NURSE WHO WAS SITTING BY HER, AND ASKED ME TO REMAIN WITH HER. SHE HAD TO BE HELD UP ON ACCOUNT OF LACK OF BREATH, AND I HAD A TIRING HOUR OF IT BEFORE SHE DIED. BUT IT SEEMED TO MAKE HER HAPPIER, AND WAS NO GREAT SACRIFICE. HER FRIENDS ARRIVED TWENTY MINUTES TOO LATE. IT SEEMS HARD that DEATH WILL NOT WAIT THE POOR FRACTION OF AN HOUR, BUT SO IT IS. AND HERE ARE SOME LETTERS TO HIS NEPHEWS AND NIECES WHICH REVEAL HIS ATTITUDE BOTH TO CHILDREN AND TO ANIMALS. FROM BONFIRE TO SERGEANT MAJOR JACK KILGORE AUGUST 6, 1916 DID YOU EVER HAVE A SORE HAWK? I HAVE ONE NOW, AND CROOKSHANK PUTS BANDAGES ON MY LEG. HE ALSO WASHED MY WHITE SOCKS FOR ME. I AM GLAD YOU GET MY PICTURE. MY MASTER IS WELL. And the girls tell me i am looking well too the ones i like best give me biscuits and sugar and sometimes flowers one of them did not want to give me some mignette the other day because she said it would make me sick it did not make me sick another one sends me bags of carrots if you don't know how to eat carrots tops and all you had better learn but i suppose you're just a boy and do not know how good oats are bonfire his mark here and later this mark is that of a horseshoe a l 1995 from bonfire to sergeant major jack kilgore october 1st 1916 dear jack did you ever eat blackberries my master and i pick them every day on the hedges I like twenty at a time. My leg is better, but I have a lump on my tummy. I went to see my doctor to-day, and he says it is nothing at all. I have another horse staying in my stable now. He is black and about half my size. He does not keep me awake at night. Yours truly, Bonfire, His Mark From Bonfire to Margaret Kilgore, Civilian november fifth nineteen sixteen dear margaret this is guy fox day i spell it that way because fox hunting was my occupation a long time ago before the war how are sergeant major jack and corporal david ask jack if he ever bites through his rope at night and gets into the oat box and as for the corporal i bet you i can jump as far as he can I hear David has lost his red coat. I still have my grey one, but it is pretty dirty now, for I have not had a new one for a long time. I got my hair cut a few weeks ago, and am to have new boots next week. Bonneau and Follette send their love. Yours truly, Bonfire, his mark. IN FLANDERS, APRIL 3, 1915 my dear margaret there is a little girl in this house whose name is clotilda she is ten years old and calls me monsieur le Major. how would you like it if twenty or thirty soldiers came along and lived in your house and put their horses in the shed or the stable there are not many little boys and girls left in this part of the country but occasionally one meets them on the roads with baskets of eggs or loaves of bread most of them have no homes for their homes have been burnt by the germans but they do not cry over it it is dangerous for them for a shell might hit them at any time and it would not be an eggshell either bonfire is very well mother sent him packets of sugar and if ever you saw a big horse excited about a little parcel it was bonfire he can have only two lumps in any one day for there is not much of it twice he has had gingerbread and he is very fond of that it's rather funny for a soldier horse is it not but soldier horses have a pretty hard time of it sometimes so we do not grudge them a little luxury bonfire's friends are king and prince and saxonia all nice big boys if they go away and leave him he whinnies till he catches sight of them again and then he is quite happy how is the fifteenth street brigade going on tell mother i recommend jack for promotion to corporal if he has been good david will have to be a gunner for a while yet for everybody cannot be promoted GIVE MY LOVE TO CATHERINE, AND JACK, AND DAVID. Your AFFECTIONATE, UNCLE JACK. BONFIRE AND Bonneau AND LITTLE MIKE ARE ALL WELL. MIKE IS ABOUT FOUR MONTHS OLD, AND HAS LOST AN EYE, AND HAD A LEG BROKEN. BUT HE IS A VERY GOOD LITTLE BOY ALL THE SAME. HE IS VERY FOND OF BONFIRE AND Bonneau AND ME. I GO TO THE STABLE AND WHISTLE, AND Bonneau AND MIKE come running out squealing with joy to go for a little walk with me when mike comes to steps he puts his feet on the lowest steps and turns and looks at me and i lift him up he is a dear ugly little chap the dogs are often to be seen sprawled on the floor of my tent i like to have them there for they are very homelike beasts they never seem french to me Bonneau can donner le pate in good style nowadays and he sometimes curls up inside the rabbit hutch and the rabbits seem to like him i wish you could see the hundreds of rabbits there are here on the sand dunes there are also many larks and jackdaws these are different from your brother jack although they have black faces there are herons curlews and even ducks and the other day i saw four young weasels in a heap JUMPING OVER EACH OTHER FROM SIDE TO SIDE AS THEY RAN. Sir Bertrand Dawson has a lovely little spaniel, Sue, quite black, who goes around with him. I am quite a favourite, and one day Sir Bertrand said to me, She has brought you a present, and here she was waiting earnestly for me to remove from her mouth a small stone. It is usually a simple gift, I notice, and is not embarrassed by its value." bonfire is very sleek and trim, and we journey much. If I sit down in his reach, I wish you could see how deftly he can pick off my cap and swing it high out of my reach. He also carries my crop. His games are simple, but he does not really tire of them. I lost poor old Windy. He was the regimental dog of the 1st Battalion, Lincolns, and came to this vale of Avalon to be healed of his second wound. He spent a year at Gallipoli, and was over the top twice with his battalion. He came to us with his papers, like any other patient, and did very well for a while, but took suddenly worse. He had all that care and love could suggest, and enough morphine to keep the pain down, but he was very pathetic, and I had resolved that it would be true friendship to help him over when he went west he is buried in our woods like any other good soldier and yesterday i noticed that someone has laid a little wreath of ivy on his grave he was an old dog evidently but we are all sore hearted at losing him his kit is kept should his master return only his collar with his honorable marks for his wardrobe was of necessity simple so another sad chapter ends september twenty ninth nineteen fifteen Beno gravely accompanies me round the wards and waits for me sitting up in a most dignified way comes into my tent and sits there very gravely while i dress two days ago a sister brought out some biscuits for bonfire and not understanding the rules of the game which are bit and bit about for bonfire and Beno, gave all to bonfire so the poor Beno sat below and caught the crumbs that fell i can see the bonfire makes a great hit with the sisters because he licks their hands just like a dog and no crumb is too small to be gone after april 1917 i was glad to get back bonfire and Beno greeted me very enthusiastically i had a long long story from the dog delivered with uplifted muzzle they tell me he sat gravely on the roads a great deal during my absence, and all his accustomed haunts missed him. He is back on rounds faithfully. End of chapter thirty six. Recording by Greg Giordano. Newport Ritchie, Florida.